Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about something that I've been doing for, oh my gosh, it's almost been two, going on three years now. It's called Forbidden Bingo, forbiddenbingo.com every Thursday. Uh, And if you are interested in uh, a fun time where you can win some sexy, sexy prizes, uh, you should go to forbiddenbingo.com and uh, tell DJ Rockstar Aaron that I sent you. Uh, Every Thursday you will have the chance, along with many other players who I'm loyal to and I call my family my Ohana. Uh, It's so much fun. It is um, every Thursday, uh, unless there's something else going on in life, and it's just a hoot. So it's called ForbiddenBingo.com, and let DJ Rockstar and Aaron and everyone else in the crew know that I sent you. Mahalo. Aloha, listeners. This is Bianca, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of your continued support. And I'm really glad you guys are digging season three of Please Don't Kick Me Out, the only inclusive podcast about imposter syndrome. This week, I'm bringing you an interview with a local Kama'aina comedian on Oahu who I saw open for Kyle Kinane at the Blue Note Jazz Theater, uh, who's actually doing a show with other female comedians that I've also seen live that will be on the podcast in the future. Uh, I'm going to put the link in the bio for tickets, but that's going to be on February 1st, and it's going to be a great show, a big hoot. But Jasmine is awesome. She is funny. She is awesome. She's hilarious. I'm really excited to share this episode with you, so please enjoy it. And if you like what you hear, rate me a five on any of the platforms you're listening to. Uh, Buy me a pizza, donate some money, subscribe, like, share, rate, whatever. Anywho, enjoy the episode, and don't forget to buy some merch at pleasedokitmeup.com slash shop. Thanks, Solara. Alrighty then. Enjoy. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Uh, Thank you. You know, I just realized I had the one opportunity I've ever had because I've never had a local person since living here. I had, I missed it. So I'm going to start again. Aloha. (laughs) Oh, I hate myself. (laughs) Wait, do I have to do that too? No, 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 no. (laughs) I I did it. It did not feel right. Anyway, my listeners, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, the podcast about imposter syndrome. And the lovely voice you're hearing on the other end is this awesome person that I am so excited to share with you, um, local to where I live currently, which is on Oahu, uh, Jasmine Batista. Jasmine. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Whoa, claps. Um, Jasmine, can you give us like a 30,000 overview, a foot overview of like who you are, what you do, et cetera? Oh, okay. So my name is Jasmine Bautista. I am a local comedian based on uh, Oahu, Hawaii. Um, and you know what? Sometimes I do digital art very casually too. I say casually because like I've made a bunch of stuff. But I've never like put it for sale online. So it's still very casual so far. <laughs> I like the stuff you make and I was actually surprised that you don't sell it because <laughs> I'm like that I would buy that <laughs> so oh, like I I just didn't realize like how much work it took yeah uh, which sounds bad but I'm trying to slowly 
slowly get into it. It's cool. I mean, like, cause uh, Ben Franklin um, crafts like has those little art lockers and then like, you can like rent one and then twist, switch it out. Maybe we'll get there yeah, one day, yeah. but baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps for sure. Um, so I met you, well, I didn't meet you personally, but I met you virtually. I, I saw you in per- that's the, I saw you in person. I saw you, uh, open up for Kyle Kinane. Um, you were one of the openers, uh, who is a comedian. Mm-hmm. He's also the voice of comedy central. Um, great, great show. I actually wasn't supposed to be there. Uh, the tickets were for oh. my friend's husband and he was doing some Navy crap. So she gave us the tickets for free and, oh, uh, nice. my husband and I got a date night out of it. And, uh, first time I'd ever been to the Luna. First time I'd ever been to a comedy show in Hawaii. How did you like it? I, you know, I love the Blue Note. I've seen Paula Fuga there. I Mm -hmm. have seen Kyle Kinane and now also Polly Shore, which I saw last week. I like the intimate setting of it. I think it's a cool venue. Um, I... I also have been to a, a diff, two different showings. I've been to one. So Kyle Kinane, we went to the 6 p.m. show versus mm-hmm. Polly Shore was the 9 p.m. show. Different crowds, but different, <laughs> different feralness, if I should say. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I feel like in the pandemic, we we all kind of forgot how to be people. Uh, and uh, no more has that ever been evident as being here on this island. <laughs> <laughs> when oh, I go 100%. to something yeah and yeah comedy shows I I, I and I and I was wondering because my friend who gave us me the tickets she went and saw Chelsea Handler <clears throat> a couple of months ago or months back or at this point what is time uh and yeah. she said you know they were just like there's just people were just yelling and like it was just a lot of heckling and I'm, I'm I remember a fair bit of heckling I would consider myself pretty privy to comedy I've seen quite a few comedians um, I, you know, I, I podcast, I, I, I don't have the balls, the cojones to get on stage quite yet. <laughs> um, I did once and I bombed kind of, I don't know, but, but, um, I, I felt like, I mean, I, I guess I can understand it because if you're living on an Island where you don't really go off the Island and you're really just driving in a circle, mm-hmm. then when someone comes and you go to a show, then I can understand feeling the right to yell. <laughs> yell and and interrupt and be heard and I know that's that's kind of across the board with comedy but I've never seen it like it is out here and it, it's wild it's 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 an experience I'll say that it's an experience I feel like I haven't personally had that many experiences with hecklers um luckily I've never had any like mean hecklers that are like get off the stage you suck it's just like people who maybe like drank a little too much Mm -hmm, right and mm -hmm. they just want to participate (laughs) yeah yeah well and I mean I'm used to that like I'm used to that kind of at a comedy show there's always one person that's like I need to be heard um but uh you know you were awesome I loved your jokes you made jokes that spoke to my soul and that you actually before I really, really sat down and thought about putting pen to paper and getting back on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing this for three years and I just, the last year I just kind of put it down and I was like, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I need a breather. Um, yeah, yeah. but you were kind of the first person and my wheels got turning. And then of Aww. course, imposter syndrome and also, um, <laughs> ADHD and, um, depression and anxiety. Trade right. Mind. Um, oh, really got in the I, way. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Can I can I confess to you something about that yeah. Kyle Kinane show? Yeah. I um I guess like when I I was very nervous when I found out I was going to be on that show, like of I was course. freaking out because you know, a bunch of comedians we had like 
recorded our sets and I, I don't know if we just like gave it to the blue note because it was a promoter, Jose Dynamite that like, mm-hmm. you know, organized all of it. But I guess like Kyle Kinane watched my video and it wasn't oh. a good video. You were <laughs> like, like I just kind of went. Yeah, it. <laughs> it was like, it's like, I, if I'm going to be honest, the set got good, maybe like the last three minutes. <laughs> and I know like when you send a video, they watch, you know, maybe like the first minute or so to see, you know, if you're great. Um, but I was, I was surprised. I'm like, Kyle Kinane picked me. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I I was extremely nervous that day, um, and I was the host. And then when I when I came up to the stage, I thought the microphone was already there. Oh, I I liked uh, that. I thought yeah, you, you and rolled, then it, you rolled into it. Oh. Yeah, and then it wasn't. I'm like, oh shit, this is what a great way to start. <laughs> yeah, so I ran back and grabbed it, and then you know I was just very flustered the whole time. Um, and then after when I got off stage, I was like mad at myself. I'm like, how what? did I mess this up? Yeah, I did. I wanted to cry. I hope <laughs> I my like, message made you happy because I was it, like, what? it truly did. It truly did. I was, I was like, I really did want to like cry like during the show. I'm like, this is terrible. This is not how I pictured it to be. But then afterwards, um, her show ended, people came up to me. And said that I was amazing. I had someone come up to me and he said, Jasmine, I'm like a huge fan of yours. I was very happy when I saw you were opening for Kyle Kinane. And then um, this father and his like, maybe like 14, 15 year old son came up to me after. He's like, you know, my son really loved you. I just want to cry on the spot. But but that's Um, the thing is you're touching people. And that's why I reached out to you. And um you know, for my listeners, um, or even if you're a a fan of Jasmine's and it's brought you here, um, this is why I do what I do. This is why this podcast exists is because we all feel this weird sort of way, like, like, oh my gosh, I I didn't deserve to open for Kyle Kinane or, 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 or I I got it. They made a mistake. It's a mistake. There's no way. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I feel that way too. I mean, I've interviewed some people and I've, and I've done things in my life and I've had things happen to me that I'm like, I don't deserve that. And then I feel like I screwed it up and whatever. I mean, I, I always said when I started this podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, when I got laid off, uh, that if mm-hmm. one person listened to it, then at least it was a success. But if like, maybe like only nine people listened to it, then I would just kind of, you know, put it on the table and walk away. Um, mm-hmm. and that's not the case. It's just grown and grown and grown. At first I had to beg my friends to be on it. And then eventually I felt b- brave enough to ask like my, you know, North star kind of people that I wanted, like Jason Marsden, um, the voice of Max goof. I'm obsessed with a goofy movie. If, if you don't know me, if you've Wait, not met you me, got him? Oh my I gosh. got him. Yeah. So, so don't worry. You've been on a podcast with, uh, some drag Queens and, uh, Mike Valdez three times, my friend, who's a comedian, actor, <laughs> singer. Uh, and then, um, and then I don't know, like a bunch of life coaches or something. <laughs> and then, and then like two of my friends, <laughs> Just kidding. I've, I've interviewed a ton of people, but it's it's easy to it's easy to be humble as a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I, I I identify um, I'm non-binary, but I do identify more you know feminine. My pronouns are she they. Um, as I saw yours are mm-hmm. she and her. Um, I think it's it's tough sometimes because we can't really like. It's hard not. It's hard to be. It's hard to. 
it's hard not to be, or sorry, it's hard to be humble. And it's also hard to like shout your accomplishments because like it just can get like turned around so quickly. Um, and I also yeah. feel like I have to try two times as hard. Like any dude can start a podcast and like get some million streams, but like, I'm actually doing something here that's valid. And I run into this a lot with people. Cause I have this service called matchmaker.fm and, um, people can pitch to me and it's always oh. like, you know, you, you can, so if you want to be on podcast, you can sign up. It's free. Um, you have your, mm-hmm. you have your information and then they can, um, then you submit it to podcast. And it's like basically a pitch. And I, I, I have to tell people all the time, like, yeah, that's cool. You do SEO and you do Google ads, but like, mm-hmm. I don't, this is not what this is. Like read what my podcast is like one, it's an exceptionally queer, inclusive space. I'm queer. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm queer. I'm, I'm loud. I'm out there. Uh, I, I'm, I have hyper interest on things. I have ADHD. I'm neurodivergent. I talk about mental health. I'm not quiet about things that I care about, like black lives matter and, and, and just and abolishing racism and well, so many other things that like, I just, was, <laughs> you know, I, this is what my platform is for. Um, you know, like the first podcast of this year was tackling the idea of ableism um, because mm-hmm. my my friend Katrina, who I've known for 10 years, um, is doing some really beautiful work with that. So I think, you know, it's it's just like, it's it's just such a human feeling is the point. And and I, I, I wish people would realize that even like, even if you're a comedian, even if you're a podcaster, you can still feel this way. I mean, I felt this way even hopping in to talk to you because I was like, oh God, like what if she thinks oh, I'm really? like stupid or like, oh my God, oh no. <laughs> I had the, op- you know what? I had the exact same feel. Like I was having imposter syndrome about being about, on this podcast. About imposter syndrome. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh man, what if I'm not funny or interesting enough? Uh. But it's not about being funny. Anyway, it's about being relatable. And like this, I think like, this is why I reach out. I'm I'm so fair. I cherry pick who I reach out to. Like I'm not trying to sound like an elitist like sorority mm-hmm. or something, but I do yeah. really cherry pick. I cherry pick who I reach out to because I I I think everyone has a story and I think that everyone's story is valid to hear. And I think there's always a way to spin it. I say that everyone has a story, it's just how you spin it. Like you could Aww. be the most interesting person in the world, um, but then you could be boring on a podcast. Like there's just no like prime <laughs> reason to it but yeah so well, I thank ex- you yeah I'm excited <laughs> to have you, you do. thank you thank well you. thank you for doing what you do too because it's very thankless I know that <laughs> both I ends. love this we're just thanking each other the whole time the thank whole you time for your and existence then, and what you accomplish <laughs> thank you for being on this earth and <laughs> <laughs> um okay so welcome to please don't kick me out Jasmine and um I'm really excited to have you here. So let's start with the first question. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know listeners, if you've been here a while, we know what the answer is. Do you feel like you have it all figured out? No, <laughs> absolutely Survey not. Survey says. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anyone who does. Like, what does that mean, really? <laughs> and if they say that they do, I'm like, that's sus. Like, I... Mm, yeah, for bye. sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, So we've been kind of talking about imposter syndrome, but I love to kind of define Mm -hmm. it. And I love the way each person deals with it. Um, And so that's why I love this question. It's a big question. It's Mm multi-parts. You can ramble all you would like on it. And um, (laughs) yeah. So the the biggest question I ask is, do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome? In what ways? And what does imposter syndrome mean to you? Oh man, I absolutely do. Um, I don't like one big example I have is just 
being a comedian in general because like you know you how do I explain it uh you are basically like working for yourself in a way um and then you're surrounded by everyone else who's just doing the same thing as you but they have you know different skills different talents and um you just find yourself comparing Mm -hmm. comparing yourself to others and you're thinking like maybe I'm not like funny you know yeah um like I don't deserve to be on this show like everyone is doing way better than me just yes, like you do. I don't <laughs> forever thank you thank you <laughs> oh man feel free to interrupt me with affirmations all the time <laughs> maybe that's what I do maybe this is what I do now maybe instead like I become a life coach and I just scream yeah. things at you and I'm like I need that glitter <laughs> and just throw <laughs> some frank stickers at you I'm like you're doing great <laughs> yeah 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 and then I think because of the imposter syndrome I just find myself minimizing my mm-hmm, accomplishments mm-hmm. like I don't even realize it because like sometimes someone will tell me something I'm like oh they're just just being nice you know which why is do we dumb do this? why do know. we do this it's, stupid. it's <laughs> so dumb we're god their brains are like, dumb yeah and I know like they don't have to say anything to your face <laughs> but they do, but it still makes me feel suspicious of them in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand. So I actually just, so I just had this conversation with my friend, Mike, and I've had this conversation with yeah. the, the three times he's been on my podcast where mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, it's, it's, it's not jealousy, like a feeling of like, I'm mad that you got accomplished. For instance, one of his friends got down in Miami where he's at, they did the same improv classes. And that friend is now going to be on SNL. And he oh, was wow. talking to me about it. And he was like, you know, I'm, I'm happy for them. They totally deserve it. They got the foot in the door, but it's that mm-hmm. feeling of like, was I not good enough? Did I not take those opportunities? What, where, why am I not where I want to be? That's my goal. Then, then why am I not working towards it? Um, so yeah. I heard a lot of that same mantra and I can relate to you because I'm in the podcasting world and mm-hmm. I, I find myself comparing myself to like the Conan needs a friend and the, um, you know, Nicole Byers things and these podcasts that like, you know, someone starts it and it, it, it shoots off the ground and they're showing that they've have like a million downloads. And meanwhile, me, yeah. I'm like trucking along. I'm like, hell yeah, we made it to like this amount. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, two, two, like <laughs> we did it. But yeah, but that's, yeah, it's it's hard because we we're always keeping up with the Joneses, um, especially as entertainers, because I consider myself an inter- entertainer as well as as mm-hmm. I know you do. Um, and it's hard not to compare yourself. It's also fatiguing. And also when it's such a male dominated field, like podcasting is such a male dominated field that always has been. It started out that way and it always will be. Um, yeah. And comedy is that same way. And so and so it's like it's it's almost like another internalized layer. Yeah, absolutely. And then sometimes I even think about like, oh, maybe you think like people only like me because I'm female. <laughs> it's, it <laughs> is ridiculous. And then, um, you know, I like to watch like a lot of stand up clips on YouTube and then mm-hmm. I'll see them like there's always someone who's like, oh, women aren't funny. It's like she's just complaining on stage. It's like, what's the difference if a dude complains about something on stage? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. why do we have to be held to the standard? Absolutely. I know. I absolutely agree. And it's like, it's like the only way that's going to change is with conversations like this, where like more female comedians can feel heard. Like that's the only way it's going to change. Yeah. And I, I like that. Like, for instance, you told me about like, there's going to be a female comedian, a female, a female comedian specific night at the blue. Mm-hmm. Note. And I think that's brilliant and great because the more times that we claim our spaces as women, um, 
women identifying fine people and keep creating those safe spaces and keep claiming, the more that that misogynistic, low-hanging fruit, douchebag comedy goes away. Yeah. I I will say we are doing better on it, but... Oh God, it's, so, it's still there. I, yeah, because I, I was on another female comic show. And um, it's fun. The, the flyer's always pink for some reason. Um, and then the, the, the caption of the flyer was... Uh, come see Hawaii's hottest no. female comics. Yeah, and it's like, they're funny and sometimes they're a little naughty. It's like, what, <laughs> what does I'm that sorry. mean? I'm sorry, that just, that just, <laughs> me, that gave me the ick. Like, and I, yeah. I, I, I have, as a person who currently has anxiety induced, like probably IBS and also like gastritis, I almost threw mm-hmm. up. <laughs> <laughs> <So sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> That's kidding. Um, I feel bad about bashing the description, but no, it was but, but that's the thing. A- it's like, why are we? Fe- why, why is it fetishized? Why can't a female be yeah. funny? What, like exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. <laughs> but I agree. I agree. But um, yeah. Uh, and as far as like uh, accepting compliments, I work mm-hmm. so hard. I actually just recently got a new therapist, and within the last week, and uh, I came in ready to go. I came in ready to go. Mm -hmm. because I had a therapist for uh over a year out here I've been here since July of 2021 um and uh we'll be moving at some I don't know when this could be tomorrow it could be a Ah. month from now it could be three months from now but I mean the point is is that we're not here permanently and that's that's totally fine and I say this and I continue to say this when anyone asks me about what it's like to live in Hawaii especially Mm -hmm. as a military person I say leave don't buy a house leave so yeah, that's just my soapbox. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, my therapist, yeah. So I had a therapist that just wasn't really, you know, doing anything for me. She just, I got lucky that I, mm-hmm. the first therapist I ever chose and I was ready to do the actual work with in San Diego before moving here, um, we just clicked. We clicked and I, I had goals and I knew what I was working on. I was working through. And then my mm-hmm. husband got back from deployment. We moved here and my mental health just was like, boo, and crash. Oh. And, and it was because we lived in Makakilo, which, oh, okay. which is, yeah, it's fine. Except for like everything cool or interesting to do is 45 minutes in, oh, in yeah. traffic away. <laughs> and mm-hmm everyone around me is like in a wheel, you know, not, not even like just they're, they're geriatric and, and eld- older and like not welcoming to younger. So we did end up moving, uh, this, this year, uh, onto off base, uh, housing, um, it, well on base, off base housing, we're in Pearl city now. And it's made oh, the world okay. of difference for, for at least my mental health and, and also my spouses. But, um, yeah, it was a really tough adjustment. And so I felt like mm-hmm. every time I was having conversations with my therapist, she'd be like kind of dismissing me, not really hearing me. And I was treading water and I was leaving my sessions like a lot more angry than I was happy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't really recognize it until I was in the middle of telling her something right before Christmas. And she interrupted me and was like, cause she has ADHD too. And she's like, Oh, by the way, before I forget, after I just finished telling her, (laughs) 
I don't even know. I'll just make something up that's funny in my head. I was probably something stupid, to be honest, because she that the way that she responded was like, it, she couldn't have given a shit. And she goes, I just got a bunch of podcasting equipment. And I know you have a podcast and I don't normally Google my clients and blah, blah, blah. So she goes in this long spiel. Basically, she asked me how to start a podcast. Oh, wow. And I was like, cool. Well, I was kind of trying to tell you something about my childhood, but... <laughs> got it and and no and no shade to her no shade to her it just wasn't a fit I'm also a deeply afraid of confrontation so Mm -hmm. I um just didn't tell her that I've got a new therapist but I did find a new therapist um and I and I'm I'm I'm, I've got friends in the mental health world and they say that that's totally fine to do like it doesn't it's no no one's offended um but she also told me the last session as well I'm thinking about going to law school and it's like oh so you're just gonna not be my therapist anyway and then she had two weeks where she didn't take any clients so the long story short about it is I had goals when I went into this one as well. And my mm-hmm. goals was being able to accept my accomplishments and being able to accept compliments. And then it just never really happened because I was, I'm constantly, because of the way I was, I grew up and the way my childhood was, I'm constantly, yeah. um, I have a hard time being vulnerable and I have a hard time accepting compliments and I'm very mean to myself. And I know these things about myself and I'm working on them, but now I have a therapist to actually help with that. But that's a huge thing that I think it's just like across the board for lots of people, especially women identifying people is the, yeah. Oh, like you don't really mean that like, or suspicious of what that means or reading into it because we, we don't feel safe or it's, it's sparking something uncomfy. Do you, um, do you know that comedian Taylor Tomlinson? Because I think you yeah. would really like her. Oh, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of, <laughs> of all of her therapy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think therapy's great. And I like tell people all the time if you can if you can afford it or if you can find a free resource, if you can do something. Mm-hmm. Therapy's great. Reading books that therapists write is great in a pinch. Like I I really truly believe that um the only way our society is going to get better is if we stop the mm-hmm. stigma on um, one male men getting to therapy. Um, and yeah. especially out here, um, I actually interviewed for a job that would have helped me work for the state of Hawaii for um, their mental health program. And then I saw the ad that they did and I'm just glad that they didn't hire me because it was bad. Um, but, oh. <laughs> but I know that it's like really difficult out here too, with all the multi-generational stuff and the, um, mm-hmm. the um, native, like the native lands and the colonization and the guilds and whatnot. So I, I I know that it's, it's not the easiest place to live. And so, and it's also very expensive. So I, I, and, and that the world everywhere is getting to be that way. So (laughs) I've only ever lived here. Really? So I, yeah, I, I don't know what it's like out there to be honest. Where did (laughs) you go to high school? Uh, I went to James Campbell high school in Eva beach. Did, were you friends with Bretman rock? (laughs) I was not, I did not know who he was actually Neither uh, when I. I was going to school. I don't even think he was, or I, I don't know. I'm not really that familiar with him. I know him now, like yeah. not personally, but like I've seen his videos and stuff. And it surprised me that he went to Campbell. I think yeah. he might've been like, like three years younger. I don't know how old he is. I only asked that because um, uh, like you, I also mm-hmm. didn't know who Bretman Rock was until someone, I was moving to Hawaii and my friend was like, oh, you'll be in Hawaii, like Bretman Rock. And I was like, who is who? <laughs> I, I'm i 33. I'm going to be 34. Yeah. I had no idea. I had to Google it. And then I was like, that's fine. Like they're doing their own thing. Cool. Cool. And then I followed them for a while. And mm-hmm. I, I like, I think like he's, he's, I, I think as far as those people who are famous from Hawaii, 
Um, yeah. I think he has a good platform and a good message. Well, is it out of touch sometimes? Probably, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I think, I think he tries, he, he, they, you know, they try to do their best to, 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 to oh, do good for, yeah, yeah. for the community. So, but yeah, that's why we said James Campbell high school. I was like, <laughs> I, all I know is like, he is like, I, I mean, I don't really follow like influencers, but I know he's like probably the least problematic one. Oh, definitely. The other ones. Definitely, yeah. 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 <laughs> Hey everyone, if you like what you've been hearing, can you rate us on whatever podcast platform you are listening on? For content creators like myself, that keeps us going. Also, did you know that I have merchandise? Thank you so much to Lara, who was my second guest ever on Please Don't Kick Me Out. She is a great person who did all of my branding. Live out your 90s fantasy. Go to pleasedon'tkickmeout.com slash shop. Thank you. So I'm always curious when someone's a comedian or, or chooses to do entertainment, like what got you into that? Okay, funny story. Um, so this was 2014. Uh, I started dating a guy who was doing comedy for like three months. Like he was three months in. Um, and at the time, I like I didn't know anything about stand up. The only thing I knew about was like Dane Cook when I was in middle <laughs> school. Um, like sometimes I'll go on like Comedy Central. I've I've seen like Dimitri Martin, not a stand-up, just like his show. Um, I've seen like Mike Kaplan on there too doing stand-up, uh, but that's all I knew. So when since he was like doing comedy, I started going to all of like these open mics and these shows. And you know, he would introduce me as like his girlfriend. Uh we were dating, yeah. Um, and but that's like everyone just knew me as his girlfriend right and they would ask me they're like are you gonna go up on stage and I'm naturally a very shy and quiet person like I I don't know all those presentations I ever did in high school like my voice would shake like I would uh-huh. like tremble. yeah so I'm like no I can't ever do like public speaking like that's that's crazy but I think like the more I kept going to these shows the more like I don't know if I was like inspired or something. I, because one day I was sitting um, in a church with my family was Sunday. Um, I didn't want to be there. And I came up with a joke about Jesus when I was sitting there. And <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. I got to write this down. I went home, I wrote it down. I showed it to my boyfriend. He's like, oh, you should, you know, perform it on stage. And I thought, no, I can't do that. Like, I, I'm just... I'm not a person meant to be seen, you know? Yeah. And then um, the open mics he was, he was going to, it was run by a comedian and his girlfriend. And I saw that his girlfriend went up for the first time and she did started doing comedy. And I thought, you know what, if she can do it, I can do it too. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so I went up, I had my jokes written. It was printed on a piece of paper, uh, and then I read straight off the paper into the microphone. Uh, my voice was still very shaky, very crackly. Um, I invited like two of my friends. They sat in the front <laughs> and they I had them record me. I needed to see how it went. And then as soon as I got like that first laugh, 
all of like this adrenaline I didn't know I had just like came flooding in like it felt so good and when I got off the stage like people came up to me and it's like oh that was like you had a good first time like yeah that was great and I thought could I do this (laughs) like is this something I can do and then I didn't do it for like two months and then I went back into it again um and then I just haven't stopped I love that story um I think that's the main thing well thank you the, the thing is, is that you overcame a thing. Like, that's why I like it. You overcame a fear because a lot of people cannot do that. Like there's a reason that things like mm-hmm. Toastmasters and yeah. improv exist. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I know, well, I've done, I have done comedy. I have. Uh, mm-hmm. So I went to school in, uh, in Northern Colorado. Um, I'm from mostly Colorado. Um, and uh, my, I met my husband in Denver. He's Navy and that's why I'm here. And I've been like, born in Minnesota, lived in Colorado until I was, you know, moved, moved in Colorado when I was 10 and then lived in, um, mm-hmm. lived in Colorado until I was 29, went to school in like Northern, um, Colorado, not in the cool part, like Fort Collins where new Belgium beer is no, the conservative part I went to the university <laughs> of Northern Colorado where, where it smells like uh, cows dying and, and burning blood. Oh, um, but I thought I was funny and I, and I saw Lonnie love in my college and I thought, Oh, if Lonnie mm-hmm. love can do it. I can do it. And Lonnie even told me like, go for it. Like when I saw her, met her after the show, she was so nice to me. And I thought, well, maybe I, maybe I am funny. Cause people would always tell me, Bianca, you're really funny. Yeah. You're really mm-hmm. funny. And you should try stand up. So I found a stand up. I had a boyfriend at the time who, um, he, he drove me to Fort Collins to an open mic. Yeah, and I took my one friend, uh, one my like one of my only friends in college, and I took her, and they mm-hmm. laughed the hardest of everyone. And I, I think I had <laughs> good jokes. Yeah, I think I had good jokes, but I think the delivery was off, and also the guy that was the opener had a joke about how his. And this wasn't. Let me just say how old this and how long ago this was. This was in two thousand ten. No, nine. Oh, nine. Like okay. late, like, like or early two thousand ten. Um, mm-hmm. and the, like the opener, like it was like one of those open mics. And I don't know if there's any of them like out, out here, but like in towns where comedy is not really big, there's this one guy who thinks he's funny and he'll start an open mic night to like try to test out material and see if he's any good. And I don't know if he's oh. like, just doing it because it was a new year's resolution or as a like, therapist told him, or he's in a BDSM, like Dom sub relationship and they're telling him to do it. But like <laughs> he was not funny. Um, and, and oh. he made a joke about like his kid wanting to play with Barbies and how embarrassing it was and oh. was fun. And I was like, oh, okay, well fuck you. And at the time yeah. I was wildly in the closet. So, and I went to a very conservative college and I had conservative, mm-hmm. really conservative parents. So I didn't know, any better than like what I was feeling. So I, I don't know. So I, my jokes weren't funny. Um, well, no, I do have a joke. Okay. I'll tell you the joke. Okay. Okay. Cause then I, cause then I want to know the Jesus joke. I don't know if you still use it and then I feel bad. <laughs> I, if so. I do not. Okay. Okay. So, um, my maiden name was Bianca, mm-hmm. like my, my first and middle name. So my, my maiden name is, is very like I'm one of one. And then I got married and then I'm one of one again, but mm-hmm. my first name is Bianca. Cause my dad's an engineer. And I, I was a second kid and he wanted the, to be a palindrome. It's very engineering. And my sister was, it starts with an A. And so mm-hmm. he wanted a three syllable first name, a two syllable middle name. And then, you know, a three, so our last name was three syllables. So because I was a second kid engineer, I, I start with mm-hmm. B. He gave my mom the option to um, pick my middle name. How nice of him. So my dad <laughs> chose Bianca 
um, because my parents liked the rescue rangers or sorry, the rescuers. And that was the year they got married was when the rescuers came out. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm named after Bianca mouse, which I mean, slay she's, she's an icon. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, growing up in Minnesota, no one's named your name, right? Like, um, so my, and then my middle name is very strippery. So I had a joke that was like, you know, shout out to my parents for like paying because my parents paid for me to go to college, which I, it's a very nice thing that they did. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't have any debt, but am I using yeah. my degree? Sort of, kind of, probably not right now. <laughs> uh, anywho, so <laughs> can I graduate in 2010? But I, and, and marketing. So I, I, I kind of do it still. I mean, <laughs> so good. but the joke was, is that like, shout out to my parents for, 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 um, you know, making sure I went to college because the first and middle name that they chose destined me to the pole or porn. And, <laughs> and then, and then, and then the, and then my boyfriend at the time was like, what are the names? And I was like, and I was like, well, thank you for asking. Cause no one was asking because it was obviously like, you know, <laughs> two people there. And it's like yeah. clearly between shifts. And there's the guy that like is mad that his kid is playing with Barbies. And yeah. I say, Bianca Crystal. I was like, so my middle, my first name means white and my middle name means clear. And it's not even funny. It's sort of funny, but it's not even funny. And I had even stupider jokes than that. Like I had one about toddlers and two hours. Like I have secondhand embarrassment from the whoever that was, people were that had to hear it. And so I never did it again. Um, it's okay. They probably forgot oh no they definitely (laughs) forgot and I forgot too considering how like how bad that was but I think I could do it again like my friend my friend like like you I'm you know I see I see females have really funny funny concepts and jokes and I've Mm -hmm. I I say I see more unique things from female comedians than I do male comedians because the female brain works so much differently and the sense of like Mm -hmm. what you because you can make a set specifically for women like yeah. Melissa, Melissa's or um, yeah, her name is Melissa May, right? Yeah. yeah. Her set was so specifically targeted to the queer female, mm-hmm. the queer female who hates men. It was like, okay, cool, <laughs> cool. That's me. I mean, I love my husband, but I will put him in a wood chipper in two seconds. So, <laughs> um, so I like that. And so that's why I think like I'm inspired by female comedians and I'm excited to have you on here, but I think it's so oh. cool. <laughs> How, like, what have you kind of done with your career? We can even skip the successful question, but like, where, like, what are some highlights of things that you've done? And, um, you know, do you have any weekly slots? Like how often are you being booked for like headliners? And is this your main source of income or your main gig? Or what do you do to kind of supplement? Okay. Uh, this is definitely not my main source of income because <laughs> my day job is like an office assistant at a restaurant. Um, woo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> accounting kind of I have imposter syndrome there too (laughs) um but comedy um you know I've been very like lucky I've been doing comedy for eight years now Mm -hmm. um I started when I was 19 years old they used to have to like draw black x's on my hand (laughs) and um I remember a time I had to like they snuck me in to do a set and then they kicked me right out after well hey Ron, um, please don't kick me out so yeah exactly oh, and then you turn 21 <laughs> <laughs> and um i'm just like very lucky because like i've known like the promoters that have been here uh i've known them for a long time and uh you know they gave me the opportunity to be on their shows um i would say 
there's like a rotating list of comedians. I would say maybe there's like um trying to think of a number maybe there's like 30 active comedians in hawaii Mm -hmm. right now like yeah um but i would say i'm booked maybe like three to four times a month i am i did take a break during the holiday season um because of my day job it like kicked my ass mentally and physically yeah um so i'm ready to get back in there um headlining I haven't headlined as much as I did before I do feel like um headlining you have to be like ready for that I I don't know I still personally I don't feel ready to headline um but it's you know it's always fun to get that extra time to talk about yourself (laughs) yeah yeah um I think that's also like another thing I like about comedy too because like people will listen to you kind of some people listen some people don't um (laughs) but it's like cool people can finally hear me talk about myself I feel like I'm getting derailed from the questions right now you're not getting derailed from the question (laughs) no 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 you're good you're good you're good um because you're you're actually talking about because we're actually talking about this next question which is about success right and right. and you're and you're talking about like kind of like you know you're keeping it steady you're booked and busy like oh yeah 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 I do remember now yeah I <laughs> I'm trying to think yeah I I was very lucky to be able to open uh for Kyle Kinane last year like that was like a big thing that I did um that might have been like the biggest thing I did last year actually um what else I've opened I've, I was an MC for Jackie Fabulous once she really? was really cool yeah oh she was great Nate Jackson oh yeah Nate Jackson I was on a show with him too last year yeah um and he got like famous over TikTok too recently not saying that he wasn't famous before but like now he's like killing it on TikTok yeah um, <laughs> but yeah, I would say all of that. Yeah, no, I think that's really, I know, I think it's cool. And I, I love that you bring up the local aspect because I've mentioned it mm-hmm. a few times. This is yeah. people, okay, listeners, uh, there, Hawaii is a series of islands in a chain, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, I we are on Oahu, uh, which is where Honolulu is, which is the capital of uh, Hawaii, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for a second, I was like, I went to Sylvan Learning Center. Okay. So for a second, I was like, oh God, um, <laughs> but my, my mind went blank. Huh? I don't even know. I don't even know anything about Hawaii. Like I should know. I, no yeah. one does. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> um, I know. I know, but you know what? I know more than the average person who gets off the plane and they're like, give me my Hawaiian name. It's like, that's not how it yeah, works. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you saying like, there's the same 30 comedians and like, that makes sense. And so, um, yeah. and there's also the same promoters. So yeah. one of the promoters that I, so I'm going to say, I'm going to share a funny story that I think, well, it's embarrassing for me. I truly <laughs> thought this promoter for the Polly Shore, the store, Polly Shore show was Polly Shore because they looked oh. identical. Oh, really? It was, Wait, um, what? it was gosh, laundry something. His name's like Laundry Joe or something. Uh, Laundry Mike. 
I, I don't know. I don't know who that is. He I ran the show. He put together the show. I, yeah, I don't know. I think he might not be from Oahu. He might be from mainland that like books shows out here. Oh. I have no idea. Lots of wine was involved. I had lots of glasses of Malbec. <laughs> um, and, and then and then I spent a majority, I spent a majority of Polly Shore in the um in the toilet. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I and then I feel bad. Okay, so they, they didn't want anyone to um and I'm only, I'm only bringing this up because I, I just wanted to say like I have a lot of respect for comedians and I have a lot of respect for entertainment. And mm-hmm. if someone says I'm a rule follower too, so if someone says don't record, don't record this. I'm not going to yeah. do it. Do I want to? Absolutely. But no, I did <laughs> not because Polly Shore was an experience that um, I'm still not sure what happened. I felt like I needed a cigarette afterwards. I was like, <laughs> I just had, I had sex and I'm not sure if it was yeah. good <laughs> or bad. I need a hug and a cigarette. Like that's how I felt coming out of that. But I got back from the bathroom and I saw this so while I was in line to get to Polly Shore, we went with, we went with yeah. our neighbors, um, same mm-hmm. neighbors that gave us the Kyle Canaan tickets. We went with them and we were excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're like, okay, I'm a huge goofy movie fan, Jasmine. When I tell you like beyond That's goofy, movie. like I have the the Hawaii vanity plate, P-W-R-L-N-E. I, I have uh-huh. uh, a, like everything goofy movie. I had all my pins on my jacket. I had my goofy movie, like lounge fly and everything, mm-hmm. but we weren't close enough to Polly. And also Polly, Polly didn't know where Polly was. You know, and so Polly comes on stage and he's like, the whistle. And he's like, okay. But um, so the girl in front of us in line, because you know it's Waikiki mm-hmm. and it's in and you do this, you know this working at the Blue Note, that like it's it's a 50-50 bag of tourism and locals. Locals oh, are probably gonna be at the earlier show, and tourists are probably gonna be at the later show. Like that's just how it's gonna be. Oh, I never thought about it like that. Well, that I don't sense. know. I, I'm just, I'm talking out of my ass. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm not an expert. That makes sense to me. <laughs> but I think it would make sense too, because like, you know, like they're, they're, they're like what they got off the, they got their like little catamaran and they like their sunset cruise where they had shitty Mai Tais yeah. and now they're, <laughs> and, and then yeah. someone, someone sold them tickets to see Polly Shore. But these <laughs> two people, they were on a date and, um, mm-hmm. and she had her phone out and it was one of those giant iPhones. And I saw her type, who is Polly Shore? I have, and I have they sat on the same side of the table. Huh? What'd you say? I said, I have done that to some comedians. I've seen that my boyfriend has bought tickets. For. Well, sometimes you have I, to, because like you, yeah. you might've you might heard a joke or you got them confused with another one, but Polly Shore yeah. though. I'm like, you haven't seen Encino man. You don't know about guest house. You don't know about goofy movie. We need to Cheesa. Like, where have you been? Um, and but we went because we, we went because we were like it's gonna be experience mm-hmm. so then they sat they, they got sat at the table behind us and it's on the second row you know like where the like there's the main drag where there's the tables and they kind of like peter out around the stage and then there's the second mm-hmm. strip where there's you know like it's more like it's, it's further away and it's cheaper but it's also i think it's personally nicer i've sat mm-hmm. on the floor twice and i've sat in that row section once so mm-hmm. i don't know and then they chose as a couple to sit on the side of the table, the same side of the table. Yeah. And have their chairs out as far as humanly possible. And I heard the guy say mm-hmm. to her, the girl, he was like, there's nothing you could ever do to a nine And she was like, I got this. Thanks. This cheese plate is so good. Which um, the blue note cheese plate, no shade sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you order it and you're like, Ooh, I hope it's a cute charcuterie. And it comes and you're like, Oh, cool. Um, oh. <laughs> it's a cracker and a piece of cheese. Um, 
but you're, you're paying for the experience. So it's all good. So anyway, I, um, I got back from the bathroom cause I've been really mm-hmm. not feeling well. I've been in the ER and urgent care within the last, um, two weeks for my, for whatever's going on in my body. My body, I'm falling apart. That's what's happening. Oh, turned, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I turned, I turned 33 and then my body was like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to just, we're just going <laughs> to shoot you down, the, shoot you down to hell. No, it's, it's all good. But she was recording. She was recording Jasmine. And I have no filter when I've had a few glasses of Malbec. Yeah. And I looked her dead in the eyes and I stole her soul out of her, out of her body. I said, stop <laughs> fucking recording. And she looked at me and her eyes got like wide as dinner plates. And I was like, it was a rule. They said, don't do it. And if you keep doing it, I'm going to tell someone. And she like we put her phone you. down. <laughs> what? We need you at comedy shows, actually. <laughs> I will yell at people. I, I love confrontation. I love to be a little bit in charge. I love to yell at people. <laughs> but I also hate confrontation. Like I, it's so funny because like, yeah, like, the other day, someone like inappropriately touched me, like while I was getting promotional photos for my friend's podcast and a shirt, for instance. Mm-hmm. And the end of that story with that girl was she goes to her boyfriend, she goes, She's so mean. And I was like, I'm right. <laughs> She's right there. And then Scott, my husband was like embarrassed, but it's fine. So I I got like someone kind of touched me like weirdly at Alamoana. And it and I after the fact, as a woman, you kind of like, oh shit, like what? And then because it made me mad that I didn't say anything and my my husband was bummed that he didn't say anything. The second that I got cut at the UPS store while I was trying to do an Amazon return, I just lost mm-hmm. my mind. I was like, <laughs> there is a line, <laughs> sir. Because it was at the Navy exchange. I was like, there's a line, yeah. sir. And I just, he, he's got behind me so quickly. Sorry, ma'am. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you are, you better be sorry. It's called a line, use it. So I don't mind doing that. I don't think that people should be recording comedy sets unless the comedian allows it. And also the comedian should have control over their content. I don't like how everyone just records things now and puts it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially if like the comedians, like, you know, testing out new material, you know, Mm -hmm. and then the person just decides to record it and post it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think we've talked about the topic at at hand, unless you have anything else you want to add, but I like to move on to the more fun questions Ooh, okay, okay. 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 So like I know what you're fanatical about because I follow you <laughs> on Instagram. Um, but uh what is one or a few things you're fanatical about and why? All right, you probably know this answer. It will always be hot Cheetos, a bag of bones. Um, I feel like I can talk about it all day, but it is the best Cheeto, <laughs> in my opinion. Because it reminds me of Cheetos Asteroids, uh, yes. which I used to, as a kid. Yeah, exactly. It was so good. And then I think they revamped it and then it just tasted like cereal. It was not, it did not bring <laughs> me back to that childhood. And I was disappointed. And then I just randomly tried these Cheetos at the store. They were like shapes, like little bones, like cute, right? Then I took a bite and immediately it was like that ratatouille scene. Yeah. Right, where <laughs> I ate the ratatouille. That was me with the Cheetos bag of bones. And I fell in love. And I think I started buying, because I think I discovered them in like 2016. I started buying them ever since. And this year, or not this year, last year, it was so hard to find. I think like they just made it harder to find each year. And I was like on eBay, just Googling Cheetos back of bones. Is it only at Halloween? 
Yeah, it's only during like the fall season. Uh oh, um, so she's got to stock up. She's like, it's like, it's like your yeah, Yankee candles. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember like the year before last year, I like, I don't even know why I didn't do this before. I found them on Target. I bought like six bags. I looked like a maniac. Like, and then I took video of myself with the six bags of Cheetos. <laughs> you know what you um, should do in the future from promotional but, photos? You should just get, you should be like, <laughs> You should get as many, like if, if you can find them in bulk, get as many as possible yeah. and just, just lay on the bags or like have Cheetos should... surrounding you. <laughs> that would be great. Yes. Thank you for that idea. You're, you're welcome. I'm, I'm a really I'm a treasure trove. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to do that this year. I don't know. It's just different. Like you bite into it. It's a little like little less firm than yeah. a Cheeto puff. Yeah. Very like soft. Yeah. I feel the same um, way about Cheetos, the balls that like came in the canister in the nineties and I, they still make them yeah. and they were like, my parents would always buy them at the time. I didn't realize it was because they were having people over and they were drinking at the time. I just thought I was getting fun snacks. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, sweet. <laughs> the balls are out. Like, <laughs> the balls are out. <laughs> um, I, I have a lot of fanaticals, um, when it comes to food, but right now, like what's mm. really making me stoked is that they're, they're hearing the cry of the, the generations that like that, that miss their favorite food. Like why did you like yeah. Dunkaroos, Dunkaroos went away and now they're back. I've Dunkaroos never tried that. Really. There it's like, it's, it's basically like funfetti for, I mean, I'm not a sweets person. I'm a savory person. But mm-hmm. um, I do love a funfetti moment sometimes, but it's basically just like, like, have you ever had confetti cake or funfetti cake from um, Betty Crocker? Is this a Betty Crocker? I don't know. This like the, yeah. the cake with all the, the stuff inside of it. Basically, it's that kind of frosting, but like sweeter. And then the mm-hmm. the, the graham crackery thing, it's it's shaped like a kangaroo. So that's why it's called a dunkaroo. Oh, that's why it's called a dunkaroo. Yeah. Um, okay. And- and I'm into anything nostalgia nineties, like all of that. So I, I love it when something like that comes back. So I'm into yeah. it. I miss, I don't know if you remember like the Scooby-Doo snacks. It, yes. came, well, it came in like, like a purple bag. I would always like buy it from Seven Eleven. Um, But now I think they changed the recipe. Cause I feel like back then it was like more, I'm not like a food critic, like more gummy <laughs> are you talking about and the now- ones- that were matte huh? versus the clear ones uh po- possibly <laughs> um that's the one where shoot it was like i think scooby was like blue oh yeah yeah because they they, they changed their recipe because it, they went from they made it more like the regular gummies they had these yeah and they, were, and they were really they tasted like because my mom like we were a spite my mom's an ingredient household and also a low-fat household and an disordered oh. eating household so she mm-hmm she, her favorite spice was parsley. So like nothing had flavor. I lived in the whitest house on the planet. Um, (laughs) and so if something was delicious, um, obviously I couldn't have it, but my mom used to buy them and they used to come in a silver pack and you'd Mm -hmm. open them up and they, and they were, and they were all these like light colors. There was a lavender one and the, like the light blue Scooby and the white one. Yeah. Yeah. The ghost. And I loved them. They, they tasted like eating, eating, eating fruit to me it tasted like real food so I love them and then they changed the recipe so I'm I'm with you on that I also have opinions about Kraft mac and cheese has to be in a shape form for me to like it oh my god I am the complete opposite of that everyone there's always one or the other it's just I don't know it's just I don't like it I maybe it's the texture but (laughs) what is it for you that you like about it 
the commercials when we were a kid remember the dinosaurs like they had dinosaurs and he, he was a cheesy cheesy saurus rex and we like it's a cheesy blah, 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 blah. oh yeah yeah i do remember that and like yeah. and it'd be a like, cheese saurus rex and you're like okay all okay. right we need mac and cheese now but my mom like would always add too much water so it was always like super soupy oh, um no. but i i loved the shapes and but they don't but i but i also have opinions about the shapes mm-hmm. i want the dinosaurs back bring back the dinosaurs bring back i think the i dinosaurs think rex. To try that yeah the yeah. dinosaur is i do love dinosaurs <laughs> Same. I also, because I mean, we're in, a, we're on Oahu, and I, uh, I saved audio on TikTok for over a year. Finally went to Kualoa, and then to <laughs> yeah. use the uh, Jurassic World, and then it turns into like uh, a harmonica playing badly. Oh my god, that's like one of my favorite sounds. <laughs> I will send you the video. Am I? Are you the same name on TikTok I, as you are? I am Chez Goat Girl because I couldn't fit oh, Shea the Goat Y. That's good. <laughs> Cool. I'll make sure I follow you. I'm I'm Powerline World Tour, so you'll know it's me. Oh, but, okay, cool, cool. Um, I'll send it to you because it cracks me up. I waited a whole year and it did it flopped. <laughs> it flopped. And I was but at everyone like Scott put it on Reddit, my husband put it on Reddit yeah. and, and it went off, but whatever. Oh, that's awesome. So unpopular opinions. I just I'm out of curiosity. I just need to know why you said this. <laughs> um I said mechanical pencils are trash. Uh, I think because when I was looking at the question, it's an example, cantaloupe is trash. And suddenly I had forgotten all of the things that I hated in the world. So I had to- Like mechanical pencils, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'm just like, cantaloupe's already so good. Like what can beat a cantaloupe? Oh, (laughs) well, see, you are from here where fruit tastes like it's supposed to. I grew up in Minnesota and then Colorado where um, the fruit, I mean, it's nothing's fresh. And my mom would buy cantaloupe all the time and force me to yeah. eat it. And it tasted like being strangled by a weak person. Like the, that was the flavor. It was like whispering I, melon. Wow. I love that analogy. <laughs> it was like a melon in one room. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, did I say I like cantaloupe? No, I actually don't like cantaloupe. Oh, you don't like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Okay. So I was like, so I was confused because I'm like, oh, but the funny thing is I eat it out here. I don't mind it out here, but it's not my first choice, but if it's in a fruit cup, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say filler fruit, get out. I'll I'll eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think my first choice originally for this question was wide world notebooks, um, just because they're, but they're for kids. So I, that wasn't the one I was going to put down. I chose mechanical pencils because I absolutely hate using them. I don't know if I've just got like a strong grip, uh, but they always break when I use them. I don't like the squeaking noise when it hits the paper. Um, and yeah, that's, I prefer to use just a regular sharpened pencil. Um, number two so pencil. do I, so do I. And um, I've never had that opinion on my podcast ever. <laughs> But I have to agree, um, they were more hassle because then your fingers got dirty. And then if you lost the eraser, you're screwed. And yeah, then if it, got, if it gets jammed and you have no other pencil, you're also screwed. Like, yeah, they're just about, awful. Yeah, it's, it's too much work. I love wasting things. So I, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, I don't like wasting things either. <laughs> but yeah. So um, this is a new question that's only come up in season two um, and now season three, but in season three, I'm doing it a spicy twist. So you're going to answer what you were answering. And then I'm going to ask you a spicy 
rated oh triple X question okay. about I'm it. Nervous, but but all right. No, it's it's really not a bad question. Um, <laughs> it's just because I think it's the funniest question. Um, okay. So if you were a Muppet, which one would you be and why? I didn't watch the Muppets, so I had no idea. So I took like three BuzzFeed quizzes that are like, which Muppet are you? And I got Gonzo twice. And then I can't remember the other one I got. It was like a bear. Fozzie. Do you- yeah. Fozzie likes, Fozzie brings pies. Fozzie's sweet and kind. I I don't know what I am anymore. I'm all Muppets. I'm pansexually all Muppets. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Um, but I like that. Well, Gonzo. Okay. So here you want, do you want to know about Gonzo? Yeah, I do. So Gonzo was married to a chicken. Um, and she has boobs for some reason. Um, and Gonzo, yeah, Gonzo has got a very long beak. Um, he is very adventurous. Um, he's very brave. He always, um, he's, he's like, Am I thinking of Grover? You know what? Don't come for me. It's been a day. I'm just googling Gonzo's Yeah, life, but, right? but he's but he's he's like very funny. Like he does like funny things. He's usually pretty loyal, courageous. Um, and then Fozzie Bear is very sweet and very kind. And as my friend Mike Valdez put put it, um, he would bring you a pie, but also he would just wear a scarf and nothing else. <laughs> Um, I just googled it. They they make a beautiful couple. Um, I'm jealous um, of her lashes. Right. I'm like, who could ever? (laughs) (laughs) I think I mostly got it because there was a question that asked me. uh, I don't know. It had like a chicken in the answer, and I'm like, that sounds funny. I'm gonna click it. (laughs) Also, when I googled Gonzo, he's wearing the stage the outfit you kind of wore on stage, where it was like a high waisted (laughs) moment with a really nice printed shirt. So oh, yeah, he is, he, they are you. Yeah. <laughs> just add a microphone. Oh, beautiful. Just, um, so, I used to have a pet chicken too as a kid. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I was kind of nervous when, before we started recording because it is Hawaii and the chickens have uh-huh. become getting closer and closer to my house. The one on this island. Oh. <laughs> um, so same question. Make sure you've got your mm-hmm. Google up because I know okay. you're now going to have a problem with it. Right. And, I, and right. I'm, when I say like, Muppets. I mean, like it could be Sesame Street. We're we're, we're in the Jim Henson family. Um, uh huh. You know, I don't know how you're gonna feel about that when I ask you what the question is, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, so you can only sleep with one one Muppet. <laughs> what Muppet is it? And I knew you were gonna ask something like that. I was like, she's probably gonna ask me one Muppet I want to have sex with. <laughs> I mean, I have an answer. I have a long-winded answer, but wait, um, I gotta. You I'm gotta Google up. them. You gotta see what I am. Up I for am you. okay. Um, <laughs> so really, I'm just lo- which one knows where the clitoris is? I gotta. Yeah, you gotta look at the, just take a whole picture of the Muppets. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Gonzo might, but then you're <laughs> fucking yourself. You know what? It's always the weird ones that. <laughs> that are really good and bad I feel like yeah so he's the, the weird guys who have like the big dick energy um <laughs> I'm gonna say Beaker I think he's oh got big okay <laughs> all right my you know it's funny enough my husband actually said Beaker oh yeah <laughs> and I asked him why because my, my answer was Fozzie at first at first right mm-hmm. and I asked him why and he was oh, like I second. don't know he was like I think he'd be really vocal in bed and or I'd be just genuinely curious like if he would meep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. 
So then we're sitting on the couch, like about, you know, uh, six or seven hours later after I'd asked him that mm-hmm. question, because it was, a, I had seen a video on TikTok and I'd made a video and I said, it's Fozzie, uh, Fozzie or Fozzie or who did I say? Fozzie or someone else. I don't even remember. And he just turns to me and he goes, Statler and Waldorf. So those are the two Muppets that sit in the balcony and they heckle. They just heckle. (laughs) So you're getting two for the price of one. You're having an old man heckling Eiffel Tower. (laughs) Think about all the possibilities. (laughs) Wait, what were their names again? I got a Statler and Waldorf. And they always sit in the balcony and they heckle. Hold on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I put another video on TikTok about that. And that one actually yeah. blew up a little bit harder than the other <laughs> one. And because I, I had, because I just, you know, you just, they'd be like, you'd be like, you know, um, oh gosh, what was like something? I don't even remember. My husband had like a whole, like, he, he was just like joking about it. I can't even remember <laughs> that at this point. My mind went blank. But I, I like that you chose Beaker. Beaker has this energy that's like, it could be really, 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 it could be a lot of friction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he might, he might have science looked, tricks for some reason. Yeah. Also, I'm look, look how big his hands are. Oh, I know. I just, I just, he's got some off. big hands. <laughs> that's got to count for something. No, I love it. I love it. I, yeah. I know this question. I, I mean, I spring it on people, but I think I'm going to keep asking it because it, I don't know. I mean, it's just funny because it catches people off guard and they're like, oh, oh gosh, I don't yeah, really you know. should. <laughs> well, You're asking real questions. Here. I'm asking the real questions. In fact, um, I actually uh, was looking into Conan Needs a Friend and Scott was like, what question would you ask? And I was like, what question do you think I'm going to ask? Obviously, <laughs> I'm going to ask that question because yeah, yeah. why wouldn't I? Um, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, the last question before we start to wind down and we get into mm-hmm. the promotional aspect, um, just like where people can find you and that sounds creepy, but like where people can find and see you at least on Oahu and or online um, to get to know you and or book you on the mainland as well. Um, what is currently making you happy in the world? Um, honestly, it's Pokemon. <laughs> other people said I feel like people have said like some other like better answers no (laughs) that's not nope because I mean I've been doing this since the pandemic I've had the craziest (laughs) answers my answer was typically like mail like I love the mail like I love getting mail I'm like Steve from Blue's oh yeah yeah yeah. um but Pokemon plush I love your answer because I would just went to Don Quixote's like last week I love Don Quixote's I love it because it's just the most random crap for my listeners don q uh-huh. is a japanese chain japanese chain that for it's 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 for some reason just all over oahu and um none nothing makes sense the aisles don't make sense the things they <laughs> sell don't make sense it's it's you know random um i buy a lot of korean beauty products from them be- solely mm-hmm. because the um the writing on them is hilarious and also i best shampoo i've ever bought is called trina's moisture um yeah but it says made by children's hands <laughs> what? For silky for silky hair feel and i love that so i um, love that super random uh super mm-hmm. random thought that i had i love these like yeah these kind of like asian products like i one time bought a tote bag and it had three bananas on it and then <laughs> at the bottom it said the inside of a banana is white 
That's all it said. What does it mean? I don't know, but I bought it. <laughs> because you're like, I have to, I can't, yeah, I can't I not. To, can't like, I gotta, <laughs> there was another one too that said, uh, my hot cheese. I wish I got that one too. <laughs> oh, that's, that's something I would need. And then, and then if anyone, <laughs> and then if anyone asks, like if it, like, oh, it smells like a fart. I'd be like, oh, look at the bag. Look at me. <laughs> Sorry. Cheese. I cut it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I was going to say that right now they currently have mm-hmm. like, a ton of Pokemon uh, face <gasps> Wait, masks. Really? Yeah. And they have Eevee, Slowpoke, po- Pikachu, um, Mewtwo. Oh. And I bought one of each because I have no self-control, Aww. which I'm working on in therapy because ADHD. <laughs> I bought them and which, I and I love them. They're cute. Which which Don Quixote is this? Pearl City Peninsula. Oh, oh no, sorry. I no, see. not Pearl City Peninsula. The, the, the Pearl City one. But I'm sure like the other one down on the Lulu would have it. I've only ever been to that the Don Q's next to the new H Mart here because mm. I'm I love I love uh, Asian grocery stores like I love H Mart. Oh yeah, because I like to try new things a lot of the time, and I mm-hmm. also I also prefer to cook. Like that way, I just feel like I I feel like in general other cultures eat better than white people do. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, and then like white people always blame it on the on on the food. They're like, oh, it's the Moroccan food. Oh, it's the Ethiopian food. It's like no. It's your irritable bowel syndrome, Karen. Like that. (laughs) So I like, that's just my own thing. But yeah, so the Don Q's, I would check it. I would check and see if they've got them because they were like super cheap. They were like maybe $2 a piece. Mm -hmm. And I bought, and they made me happy. They gave me a big happy for like five minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely come check it out. (laughs) But um, yeah, I've just been obsessed ever since like I went to LA. I went to like, this anime store and they had this Eevee in the window and it was so big and so cute and uh it did cost me a hundred dollars uh but I got it I got him and he was bigger than my carry-on so he was a second carry-on yeah he was like a second carry-on and then I saw everyone wanting to steal him at the airport um like no it was mine um but it sparked something in me because I've always loved Pokemon as a kid and I was like a casual collector of the mm-hmm. plush. Like I love going to Savers and Goodwill. So if I ever like found a Pokemon there, I would buy it. And that would be like my collection. But now I, <laughs> it was a shopping problem. Yeah. So I have been obsessively just looking up more. <laughs> and next thing you know, I have obtained like maybe like 30 new plush since then. <laughs> Well, the good news is you can actually put them in the audience. So it looks like everyone's there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fill the chairs. <laughs> that would be my second promotional photo. Just the first one, me and the Cheetos. Second yeah. one, me surrounded by all my EVs. <laughs> <laughs> I love EV. Um, great I, yeah. I did get the new Very Pokemon cute. game. Yeah. Huh? <gasps> How is it? Um... Yeah, I downloaded it and I, it's the only game I've ever beat. I've never beat a video game in my entire 33 years of existence and I beat it. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I Yeah, it was cool. It was, it, it tapped into my childhood because I feel like uh, that was like very much like all of a sudden like a bunch of, you know, Power Rangers were kind of this Japanese influence and they came over and I was like, cool. Yeah. Power Rangers. Pokemon <laughs> came over and I was like, cool. I liked the show, but I didn't understand Pokemon cards at all. Um, and... I've always yeah. enjoyed it just fine. But the but the plushes are so cute. Yeah, I mean they're so so cute. <laughs> and well, the game is fun. Yeah. Um, but 
I don't know. Sometimes I think I have ADHD too because like I'm you. running around. <laughs> you think I do? Oh, most most people do. I mean, it's pretty normal. Because I'm like I'm running around the game. I kind of I don't know. I want direction. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> miss how like you had to go to this next town. Now I'm just like running around in a field for lost for Same. days. And I'm like, and then I'm <laughs> like, my ADHD trait is like I don't know if I'm ever going to see that Pokemon again, so I throw a ball at it. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, but I, do I already have this one? And then and like the Pokedex is like, you already have this one, idiot. Keep going. Like, I'm like okay. <laughs> That's so fun. When you ever get new, when, when you get a new one and then like the picture pops up on the Pokedex, yeah. it's so satisfying. It was very satisfying. And I also always name my character on any game, any game on my Nintendo Switch. I'm always Guy Fieri. And I make <laughs> myself look like Guy Look Fieri. like it too. <laughs> Do you look like him? My Facebook, um, because I I have a funny, like, I just think it's funny. Um, I I, I thought it'd be funny to get ordained and then do weddings (laughs) as Guy Fieri. Um, because I my 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 drag persona, and this is like offline, we'll be friends in real life and I'll tell you all about it. But (laughs) my drag persona is Cher Fieri, uh, which is a a a gender bending, but like really I'm just wearing a Yu-Gi-Oh wig, flame pants. Uh (laughs) Oh my god, I yeah, I I'll send you a video, (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh wig, flame pants. And like I have a pizza fan, <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ton of fun. Oh, have you heard? There's a comedian. His name is like Shane Torres. He has a yeah. joke. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's really funny. funny. <laughs> and it's true. Why do people shit on him? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's fire in his hair. Yeah, he just opened. This is the last thing I'll say before I like let you promote and we get out of here. Yeah, yeah. We'll go about our day. But now we can text offline. Um, mm-hmm. He just opened this giant thing in the middle of Missouri, nowhere, like Pigeon Forge. I don't even know where. Anyway, Pigeon Forge somewhere, Tennessee, mm-hmm. I think. And it is a Guy Fieri bowling alley, casino, oh, pizza place, diner, tiki bar, <laughs> hotel slash trash can nacho venue and i I want to go to there (laughs) that sounds amazing that sounds like a whole village honestly (laughs) truly you you could buy a house there and and i'm sure it's shaped like a car when did this come out or Uh, is it like in the last year or so oh that's awesome yeah yeah my friend lives nearby and she always sends me she's like we're going here again i'm like wow she's like well there's nothing else to do (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> but yeah no I love it uh, offline I'll tell you like other fanatical things I've done about Guy Fieri I have a, I was actually wearing a Guy Fieri shirt this morning because I was cold while I was working on my podcast oh nice um and it's like it says like it's about diners and drive-ins and dives and it's a uh, valentine but anyway anyway thank you Jasmine thank you for being on the podcast um you're welcome and I you so appreciate me. you being on here and I want to like make sure that people can, um, you know, find you and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and get to know you online. So if you all want to share like where, what upcoming shows you'll be at and, um, <clears throat> any, um, social media, like where they can find you. Yeah. So you guys can follow me on my Instagram. It's cheesy goat girl. Um, there is a picture of a taxidermy bear on it. Uh, <laughs> but I can was. assure you that is me. I just thought it was a funny picture. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I'm like a comedian. I'm supposed to be like putting myself out there, but I'm always like hiding. So that's, that's me hiding behind a bear. <laughs> um, and the Instagram name was just like a dumb name I made up in middle school. Um, and then super funny, super random story. I had someone like yell out my Instagram name, like from across the street. I just didn't know it was possible. 
They're like, hey, cheesy goat girl. I'm like, is <laughs> I think this is what I'm going to be known for now. So I don't want to change it. But yeah, well, that is yeah. me. <laughs> you can uh, you can find all my upcoming shows there. And then you can uh, follow all of the Pokemon I'm collecting. <laughs> too. <laughs> um, my next upcoming show, it is going to be at the Blue Note. Um, it is a ladies night show. Uh, female comics. Woo. Yeah. It's at seven o'clock oh, oh. uh, February 2nd. That is on a Wednesday. Um, I hope you guys can make it support local there. comedy for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I also am the kind of person that if you t- invite me to something and I like have worked with you on a pod, I'm, I'm going to go. Like I'm going to go. Oh, thank sure. you so much. But, but also like I, I want to see it. So that that's exciting. Oh, Any, for sure. It, yeah. yeah. Um. I is that, that the last the one? Is that the last yeah. one? Okay. So um, again, all of my links, uh, all the links are going to go in the description. Again, Jasmine, thank you so much for being a guest. To my listeners, of course, this yeah. is Please Don't Kick Me Out, the only inclusive podcast about imposter syndrome. Please follow Jasmine. Please watch her journey because she's awesome. Send her some squishmallows and around Halloween, please, please. <laughs> put your, you need to get a PO box for the um, bag of bones. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> bag of bones (laughs) yeah send her all the bags of bones um well thank you again jasmine and i hope that you have a great rest of your week and i will see you on february 2nd thank you so much thank Thank you you. (laughs) have a great day bye hey listeners i want to tell you about something that i've been doing for oh my gosh it's almost been two going on three years now it's called forbidden bingo forbiddenbingo.com every thursday uh and if you are interested in uh, a fun time where you can win some sexy sexy prizes uh you should go to forbiddenbingo.com and uh tell dj rockstar aaron that i sent you uh every thursday you will have the chance along with many other players who i'm loyal to and i call my family my ohana Uh, It's so much fun. It is um, every Thursday, uh, unless there's something else going on in life, and it's just a hoot. So it's called ForbiddenBingo.com, and let DJ Rockstar and Aaron and everyone else in the crew know that I sent you. Mahalo. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.